The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. This is Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball is not boring uh, in large part because, as we've said a million times, as we've said uh, from coast to coast, that it is not boring this time of year because we have the blessing that is the blessing that is the offseason, the hot stove, the what ifs, the what might be, the team building, and all of that. And here, baseball isn't boring. We uh, we are also very very fortunate to welcome in with open arms at at hand because he is a guy who when it comes to free agency, when it comes to player acquisition, when it comes to uh, actually ranking these people, actually knowing where they might fit, he is he knows what's what. That That is a fact, and we are so, so fortunate that he has come on board, paying him in T-shirts and smiles and, and hugs and whatever else, and attaboys, uh, and maybe some money down the line. Who knows? But, like, but listen, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, and, you know, I think that, the thing that we started this project because there are so many facets to it and, and really team building is a huge part of baseball, right? I mean, there's no way around it. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's so the first thing I have to ask you, I was remiss in giving you the heads up on this, but Oh, well, um, you have to tell me why baseball isn't boring because uh, listen, you have to pass a test. It's like, 
It's like a speakeasy head. Like he, you know, you have to give the the code word. Why isn't baseball boring? Oh man, I mean, there are a million reasons for that, but um, you know, the strategy of it for me and the anticipation are the two things that really just keep you on the edge of your seat. Um, I mean, for a lot of sports that some would say are more exciting, there's constant action. You know, you can't look away for a minute. But with baseball, you actually get to think about it beforehand. Is this guy going to, you know, what's the pitcher going to do? Is he going to throw? It's a one one no count. Is he throwing a change up here? Is he throwing a fastball? Is he trying to work the count a certain way in the first inning so that the second time around the order, they won't be expecting it to be the same thing? And then there's the base running aspect of the game, too. Is this guy going to try to steal on the first pitch, second pitch? Does the catcher know what's coming? Do they even care if this guy's stealing because there are two outs? The positioning's important. Is there going to be a bump here to keep out of the double play with this ground ball hitter that's coming up? You got to move the runner to third base. What ha- You don't want to pull it, though, because you're uh, right-handed here. You don't want to hit it right at the shortstop. Is he going to go opposite fields? There's, there's so m- many different angles to approach the game at, and... You can't just stall till the buzzer, which I is something I greatly appreciate. Boom. It's not like basketball, right? Where, Boom. Yeah. I mean, exactly, exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Ed. And you know, so two things I want to sort of, and what we want to do uh, in this this go round, uh, we want to go through sort of. I think it's a good idea just to sort of check in and on the free agency world of your corner of the world. That's why you're the preeminent cor- free agent correspondent in all of. Uh, Baseball, baseball isn't boring, but but I, I did do want to sort of piggyback off of what you said because one of the things that you know we've talked a lot about this on different podcasts, and uh, I find it, it's a great conversation. And maybe it's a it's a different maybe we we pick it apart and we have a different why is baseball isn't boring conversation every single segment. Like Eduardo Perez went on for four minutes, and I was like, oh my goodness. There it is. I mean, like, I, how holy mackerel, put that in the Hall of Fame. And then we've had other people, you go up and down with different reasons. But what you said was one of the things, and I can't remember uh, what it was. I think it might have been when, actually, I think it might have been our first episode, maybe with Joe, Joe Kelly. And we talked about baseball. And I brought up, you talked about sitting there and anticipating baseball and thinking about what's going to happen, and then boom, something happens. And I re- and that wasn't too long after the Bryce Harper at bat. And you remember, Ed, remember, I mean, that was, yeah, sure, you know, we have the images of him hitting the home run and the crowd behind him and all that is awesome with that. But think about that hole at bat, about how you're able to, like, sort of think through what's he going to throw him, what's, how is his approach going to be, what's he going to be looking for, you know, all, all of these little things. And then he pitches, throws a pitch. Okay, now what's he going to come back with? And all of that was a, a great microcosm of what exactly you're talking about, right? I mean, I Oh, think- absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's not even talking about the greater um, effects on Harper's legacy from that. It was the biggest at bat in a career that's been, you know, I can't think of anybody in my lifetime, at least, that's been hyped up as much as him when he right. was 16 years old. To have that moment, it, it, it's unbelievable. Right. And, and then, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. And then, you so he hits the home run, and then you start talking about legacy, and then you start talking about free agency. And then we've, since then, 
just the other day we had uh we had this conversation. Oh, it was um we were talking about with Aaron Judge with Keith McPherson of, of WFAN. And we we compare and judge and Harper and the the not only like the on the field, but for me, Ed, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but for me, everyone's screaming and yelling about, oh, this is the best free agent contract of all time. Okay, easy, reel it in. Look at his let's just because he had this moment and he had this good run, it's fine. But 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 you sign a guy like that in large part. Not only because of those moments, you're hoping for those moments, but because of the name on the back of everybody in the stands at that moment, they already had Harper on their back. And guess what? I don't know if you know this. You have to pay money for those shirts usually, right? I mean, that's part of it. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, those moments make those shirts sell that much better. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they aren't selling a whole lot of Castellano shirts these days. Right. I mean, maybe in Cincinnati still they haven't had a lot of a lot of good stuff to be rooting for. Last I, mean, I would year. buy a Castellano shirt, but um, but I do I do think that like all of it, this that's why it's so awesome, and we'll continue. You know, as we talk more throughout the year, throughout the season, throughout the off season, we can talk more about it. If, if you ever like think of something, you feel free, and if anyone wants to surf with something that they want to talk to in regards to this, I think. I'm down for it. I'm down for doing an entire podcast on something that said, this is what's awesome about baseball. I don't, you know, we've had, it's been three weeks now and we've had a ton of people on a ton of guests made a ton of news and so forth and so on. It's all great, but it doesn't mean that we can't like take two seconds to remember this stuff. I mean, I don't know. Ed, so Ed, we had Dayton Moore on like Dayton Moore, the former Kansas city GM and and I came away from that. And yeah, obviously, you know, he makes some news saying that, you know, he was blunt and he really felt like he was shocked that he was fired, so forth and so on. But really, to me, it was if you listen to that podcast, holy mackerel, like this guy, like, ha- has a really a love for the game and also a very, very distinct way of looking at how to build a team, which is, which isn't, doesn't line up with a lot of guys these days. Uh, and that, I mean, you know, that probably has to do with why the Royals are going in a different yeah. direction. But obviously what he did, I mean, he got a World Series. How many GMs or yeah. president of operations or whatever have managed to do that? Obviously, he knows a little something about how the game works to have been. How long was he with the Royals for? He anyway? was with, it was uh, time. Six, 16 years. But really what was interesting, and I sort of, you know, default to this a lot these days is how much you value the clubhouse aspect, how much you value the personality aspect, how much you value. Like he said, one of the things that they do was a subtle thing in Kansas City. They paid their minor league managers more more than any other minor league managers. He wanted to prioritize that. Does that translate? Well, you know, maybe in some way, but I like the conversation. But anyway, I think we've you, you passed the test. You've got you've gotten into the speakeasy. You, you, I do believe that you don't believe that baseball is boring. Congratulations. So, do um, I get do I get the shirt? Do I get the shirt now? Uh, you actually yes, you get you get a whole box of them, and then the, your your job is to not only wear them but spread them, start throwing them. Get it? The, I I didn't want to tell you this, but in the box is a t shirt gun, which you got to go around like do different arenas and and start. Oh, yeah, I've I've always wanted one of those. I. 
I'll have to find some kind of a mascot costume to wear with that. That's always my favorite part of the the AAA games. You're seeing a uh, you know a, a polar bear shooting a bazooka of t-shirts out into the stands. Are you not entertained? Yeah, <laughs> I actually saw once. I'm not even lying. This was so bad. It was at a hockey game, and t-shirt. They shot a t-shirt gun, and the the um media there was like the media row and it had like a, a table but there was nothing in front of the table and the t-shirt went right up underneath the table and nailed a, like a, a writer i mean he was doubled over <laughs> it's like uh talk about like missed opportunity in terms of getting twitter followers um anyway so uh and this get to this get down to brass tacks all right so this does talk about uh, the straw, the the reason that you're the straw that stirs a drink when it comes to the off season. And by the way, uh, give your Twitter handle any other social handles that you want. Oh yeah, I'm easy with Twitter. It's just Edward Hand Eight. A little outside before in front of it. Um, you know, I do a lot of uh, Red Sox talk because I'm the social media manager for um, Sox prospects. So a lot of minor league stuff, a lot of Red Sox stuff. But I'm also pretty passionate. About MLB as a whole, and uh, my big. Well, you rank project. you rank the free agents. I mean, you rank like, and so the MLB trade rumors guys, Steve Adams and Tim Dirks were on, and 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 listen, I'm not there. Their their top fifty is, as I said, it's like Christmas in November for me, and it all and it it always amazed me also how unbelievably accurate they were. As someone, I mean, even in markets that we cover, like like what he but they might say something about. Hey, Rick Porcello back in the day, like, what? And then they'll nail it. Boom. But you also, you did a great ranking of the free agents, um, which is why you're very, very well equipped to, to sort of catch us up on the happenings of, of what's going on. Uh, so I just want to start here. The news, the most recent news is, as we sit here, is Verlander. So Verlander, Verlander's talking to the Mets. What's your take on that? What's your take on um, Verlander's market? Verlander's market is any team that is going for it with for this year, but also for the next three years. Because what I've heard is that he's looking for a deal similar to what Max Scherzer had, um, where it's three years. It's four years for him. I think Verlander's a year older, um, so it's going to take him to when he's 43, what he wants. Uh, but, you know, won the AL Cy Young Award – I believe unanimously this year. So obviously if anybody is going to be the Tom Brady of baseball, it's probably Justin Verlander. Um, there are four elite pitchers on this market right now, the A tier and they're um, Verlander, Jacob deGrom and Carlos Rondon from the, um, the giants who opted out of his contract. And then I think in the back of that end is Chris Bassett also coming from the Mets, uh, who's a little bit not quite the same level as those three, but compared to the rest of the market, that's the that's the A tier. So Verlander is going to be able to get pretty much whatever he wants based on uh comparing it to Scherzer. So when you hear about the Mets, smoke, fire, what is you know, is it is going to be doused quickly? Is it it's always nice to hear that I always add, you know, in full disclosure, every time I hear this time of year, so-and-so talk to so-and-so, so-and-so have interest in so-and-so, I know what's going on, man. I know a lot of times, I know how it works. If you're a writer, 
and you say so-and-so talked or has interest, it's easy. It's good for business. But you know what teams, almost all teams do? They talk and they have interest with a lot of guys. Now, that said, crazy Steve, Uncle Steve, and with the Mets, do you do you buy what they're selling when it comes to Mets and Verlander? So, I first of all, I completely agree with you there. That is, um, you know, it's a great way to get clicks, just saying that so-and-so talked to so-and-so. In the case of the Mets, with how much money they've been throwing over the last year, left and right at whatever free agent, um, I think that it's safe to say that they're at least interested in him. I don't know if if I'm the Mets and I lost in the wild card round after, you know, throwing all this money at free agents and having a luxury tax named after my owner. I don't know if I'm going to want to try this same strategy. I don't know if I'm going to want to bring a second guy who's going to be in his 40s this season to the top of that rotation. At the same time, he is the best pitcher available. So mm-hmm. in this case, I tend, I, I do think that there's a genuine interest there. You just rather have him, you rather have him than Degrom. I mean, Degrom's already with them, though, and Degrom has. Yeah. I mean, the interest that we're here, like what I've heard with Degrom, is that he wants to go to Texas. So if oh, you lose Degrom, wow. and also, I mean, going back to that, also, um, and this is this was some controversy on my ranking list. I ranked early under ahead of Degrom because well, that's what I'm I, asking. That's why. Yeah, that's, that's when you say that you said you know you said you know he's the best pitcher in the market. Yeah, and, he is. And I know, and I know that you know. Well, Degrom's not with anybody. Like he's no. like two free agents, right? Yeah. So, you say, I love this. I love this. This is actually a good conversation that we stumbled upon. Verlander versus DeGrom. Who do you got? So here's the thing. If you're going by pure stuff, it's DeGrom. I think that there's a case that DeGrom has the best stuff in all of baseball. The problem is that DeGrom hasn't been able to stay on the mound healthy for an entire season in a significant amount of time. Whereas Verlander just got past, he, yeah, he had Tommy John surgery, missed effectively two seasons, but he showed he was healthy this year. You don't win the Cy Young Award without staying healthy the entire season. And I'm looking at a guy that managed to somehow get to, what was it, 38 years old without needing Tommy John surgery? In this day and age, that's practically unheard of. So I look at somebody like Verlander and I see somebody that's obsessive with staying healthy. And I look at DeGrom and I see somebody who's also very an excellent pitcher. But if I'm paying the amount of money that I'm going to have to for either of these guys, I want him making as many starts as possible. You know, it's like that old saying goes, you don't make the club in the tub. It's the same thing. You're not you. You're not going to be able to help the team win if you're not on the field. And I think Verlander is the guy that is more likely to stay healthy. What shares are, tell remind me what shares this deal? Oh gosh, I think it was like four million at at thirty sorry, four years at thirty plus per year. I don't know off yeah, the top so, of my head, so anyway, something crazy. So like anyway, that. let's play this game. Let's stay with the Verlander DeGrom. If you're gonna say you're gonna give up a guy, you're gonna give a guy three years. Three years at, you know, I don't know, let's go crazy. Forty million a year. Three, which guy are you giving it to? Verlander. Ooh. I, mean, I don't even think, I'm not even thinking about that either. I would say Verlander. Okay. All right. Yeah. I would because be here's, I don't believe that DeGrom has had that big injury yet where he misses an entire year and he's in his mid thirties. How long is that? He's already missed extended period of time in the last couple of seasons. How long is he going to be able to last throwing 102 miles an hour? You know? 
That's a good one, though. It's a good one. And and you mentioned the Rangers. You know, like this this one. I mean, this again. This comes back to the games that we play, and it's no accident that Jacob that it got out. Jacob Degrom has interest in playing with the Texas Rangers. You know who is going to be the most act, most overtly active team when it comes to trying to secure a top of the rotation pitcher? It is the Texas Rangers. If not, if not more than one, with the amount that they put into right. investing last yeah. year, and they still were they last this year or were they second to last? They definitely didn't make the playoffs. They were last. They were last because Oakland was last. So oh, that's right. Yeah, they're in the West. Yeah, but it's um, it's one of the things. Yeah, I mean, I think that that you look at it that Texas with both. You're right. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they get two guys, maybe as free agent one free agent one with a trade whatever but i love that i love the like i love the verlander versus Degrom thing because it's it's i and i'm with you like i don't i don't i don't think you're wrong and but it's also for the Degrom fans who say oh well you're you're putting you're basing your argument on the fact that he hasn't had this injury and it's just a matter of time before he has this injury okay sure i i guess you know but but still it's there's, there's no easy answers when it comes to this stuff, especially when you get the guys in their mid to late 30s. I mean, really, it's just a freak. I mean, that's just – but you're right. I mean, I, I think if you look at all the things considered, Ed, the the physical nature, what he's coming off of, also his mentality, the ability to adjust as he has over the last couple of years, I think I'm kind of with you. I think I'm kind of with you with that. I mean, you're ha- you're happy as a fan if you get either guy. That's the thing. Like, there's no there's no loser if you're getting. Oh, really? you're, you, you you're think getting people, are, people, if someone pays, like, that, that, listen, that's the great thing about this. Even even with with free agents that people don't want, they're happy they got them, right? I mean, oh, a hundred percent. Like, I'll give I'll be excited about like, oh, I my the team that I'm rooting for is linked to so and so. Oh, they brought in somebody else. I'll do a little bit of reading about that guy. I'll be I'll be convinced. Sure, yeah, yeah. it'd be great here. Right, because it's like, oh well, you know, you paid the money. We're paying money. But they're not when 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 you don't when you aren't happy, which is when either you don't do anything or you do like the bargain basement. Thing, which I honestly sometimes works out. I mean, sometimes it works out, but that's not what fans want. Fans want the shock and awe. All right. So we have that. That is the latest uh, sort of buzz going around. What's another one that intrigues you that, that's been out there? As far as rumors, it's really interesting with Cody Bellinger, what's happening with him. Um, because he, you know, 2017 Rookie of the Year, 2019 ML MVP, just kind of fell off the off the his stats just after the COVID season. It's 2021, 2022. You can't even recognize him. But you look at what he's what he's done. He plays a pretty good center field. He can play first base if you need him. He's fast. He still hits. I think he hit 19 home runs last year, which isn't, you know, what was it, 39 or whatever he hit his yeah. MVP season. He's also only, I think, 26. So there's he's still pretty young. There's a chance that he can bounce back as a reclamation project. And I, I, I believe that there were five teams that reached out to him within the hour after he was non-tendered. Another, I, I would be willing to bet at least 20 teams have kicked the tires on that. Like, what's not to be interested in? 
Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's absolutely a good one. And that was obviously of all the non-tenders, he was by far be all end all, um, and is an intriguing guy now. But it, it, what, this, that's another example. They said, like if someone, if a team, if your team, X team, across the country, this vast uh, couple nations of ours, Canada and the United States, Mexico, Dominican Republic, if you want to get involved too, fine. But if you want, like, if, if you sign Cody Bellinger for your team, nobody's saying, oh, how dare you? How dare you sign Cody Bellinger? You get kind of excited about it, right? Yeah, because if he could, maybe he just needed a change of scenery. That's happened plenty of times where a guy, you know, I think of like Mike Lowell coming from after a down year in Florida coming to the Red Sox 2007. He's the World Series MVP. I'm not it happens, it happens pretty frequently. Who's that, Mike? Oh. Mike Lowell, yeah. Oh, I'm not familiar with him. Oh, you're not familiar with Mike Lowell? No, no, no. I mean, I. you know what? I think all the people who aren't familiar with him should go read Deep Drive by Mike Lowell and Rob Bradford. Uh, oh, yeah. I've heard that that's, uh, those, yeah. are, those, those are some pretty uh, yeah. some pretty talented uh, guys awesome. there that are yeah, behind that. Uh, that some of the greatest writers of our generation, Mike Lowell and Joe Kelly. Um, so um, it, so that, that is a good one. I mean, the Cody Bellinger, you've come up with a couple good ones. A couple of good conversations. This is what it's all about. And, you know, next time we talk, there'll be a bunch of other ones. Another one that came up, um, and we did an entire podcast on this with Matt Spiegel of uh, 670 to score in Chicago and Courtney Finnecum, uh, obviously a member of our family, um, the podcast family, also based in Chicago. And it's a Jose Abreu. And Jose Abreu, to me, and one of the reasons why we did this, that podcast was I find him one of the more interesting guys. And and because it's it lends itself to what we were talking about, what we're talking about when Dayton Moore talked about when it comes to clubhouse prioritizing clubhouse prioritizing presence. Um, now Jose Breu, when we he, it, Dayton Moore was bringing up Eric Hosmer a lot. That's fine, you know, it's a different conversation. Fine. Jose Breu is a better player than Eric Hosmer is. We agree. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Objectively better. Yes. Yes. So, but he, he is still a very, very, he can be a very important guy in the lineup, but also part of the package is this presence, this leader and everything else. Now we had, I, I can tell you in this week, you know, a, he was getting a ton of buzz for the Red Sox. A lot of like, a lot of people thought this was going to be the Red Sox first move. And then, and then, and then, what happens? What happens every time the last few years? San Diego Padres, right? And that's what I want to talk about, Ed. I want to talk about the San Diego Padres because it's not only Abreu, but it's then the other dagger, which is Kode Senga. Kode Senga. Right? And so what's your vibe when you hear San Diego Padres – when you hear these guys, like, do you? I mean, we is it? I guess what I'm asking is, do you think it's just smoke, or do you think okay, here they go again? Um, I think in in the case of Senga, I think there's definitely, I think that there's definitely something there because I, be, I believe he has a pretty uh, close relationship with uh, countryman and fellow pitcher Yu Darvish, so that seems like there would be that would make some sense there. It's a big city. 
I don't know how the market is in San Diego compared to say some of the East Coast uh, teams. Well, it's completely but, different. But yeah, 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 but, completely different. And he but, has stated a preference. Once again, what we're seeing, and, and Ed, what we see, it's a good point about Darvish, and what we've been seeing lately. And I, this is this is sort of painting the broad brush, and say a Suzuki isn't isn't a good example of this. But with Darvish, with Otani, you know, some of these guys from Japan, they like they want to prioritize the West Coast, like. And I'm not, I don't know if Senga wants that. I know that East Coast teams have scouted him and really want him and really like him and everything else. But when I heard San Diego, that's one of the first things I saw, thought of. I'm like, oh, well, you know, they got the advantage because of location. Yeah, and it does make sense. But at the end of the day, if San Diego wants to be linked with every single free agent, they can't pay all of them. I don't know. That's why I think with Abreu, I I know that they were talking about prioritizing him, but I I don't see that move quite as much. That's the other thing. You can't just, like, all all these championships teams, they're not just buying a team. You know, you have to buy the right right player. Yeah, San Diego has been trying to. For years. I I mean, I still remember when they they had that initial attempt where they were, they brought in Justin Upton and all these other guys. This was, this was like prime Justin Upton. Um, I don't think they made the place. They had to sell and then redial it back. This was like 2015. And, you know, now they're You're not buying buying the Abreu, them prioritizing the Abreu, huh? No. And I mean, I might be wrong there. Like, I could see him signing there as well. But he he just doesn't make as much sense to me uh, in San Diego as somebody like uh, Senga. Because they, I mean, look look at who they have in their lineup right now. You know, they've got Machado. He kind of serves that leadership role, if you ask oh, me. Oh, oh, oh. You don't on. think so? Come come on. No, I you mean, don't think Machado, you, you don't think Machado, um, like, slapping back at Fernando Tatis Jr., no, showing I, his seniority it's there? Good, it's a good point. It's a good point. Put it this way. I think Machado is becoming more of a leader. And as he evolves further in his career, he'll become that even more. And what he'll, what the goal should be is ultimately to get to where Abreu is now. And so, you know, I, I don't think that you can have enough of, the, of, the, of those foundation clubhouse guys. I don't. And uh, you're right. It's just, it just seemed, it seems strange because it just, it, it seemed like a weird fit. Like, and maybe it's because Abreu was in Chicago all those years. Abreu's been linked to what East Coast team so much, all of it. I don't know. But, you know, Ed, another one out in the West, so we talk about the Padres that I'm really interested in because I always think – I look at this. We look at – I think the when it comes to the sort of the epicenter of free agency, you have the Yankees, even though they don't do a lot or haven't done a lot lately, but there's no getting around the Aaron Judge then. Okay, so – Right there. If they don't sign Aaron Judge, which I, I don't think it's going to happen, I think they'll sign Aaron Judge, then they're going to make a move. This isn't like the poor luxury tax New York Yankees. <laughs> right? I mean, right? Which is what we've seen the last few years. But, 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 I think that the team, much like Jose Abreu, is fascinating. And by the way, where do you have Abreu ranking your rent? Abreu, I believe, is 13th or 14th. He's okay. the top first baseman on the market, so it's yeah. not like he's... That seems uh, right. Yeah, seems yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So, um, but the Dodgers are the are the team that I just feel like they're the team that... We're, that is the team, Ed, that is going to... We're going to... 
we are going to wake up one morning and say, oh, my goodness, they just signed this guy. And it's going to be for some crazy amount of money on a shorter-term deal. And, yeah. You think on a shorter-term deal, or do you think he's going to try to cash out in for as much as for as long Ooh, as he can right now? Oh, a brave. Sorry, I thought you were talking. No, no, about no. The I was talking about the Dodgers. I'm talking about the Dodgers with anybody. Like, for, like I can see the Dodgers like going going in on Verlander. I can see the Dodgers going in on Degrom. I can see the Dodgers. You know, I'm not talking about obviously Carlos Correa and Xander Bogarts and these guys. A Trey Turner aren't looking for shorter term deals, but. The Dodgers, as you point out with Bellinger, they cleared some money. They've cleared some money recently. And and they aren't afraid as much as the, the Padres are throwing around money. Let's not forget, the Dodgers throw around a lot of money, too, in recent years. I mean, we went, we took a turn from the Andrew Freeman Tampa Bay model years and years and years ago. It started, you know, with you know, whether it's Mookie. I, there's plenty of examples. But couldn't you see that? Or no, you're not on the Dodgers train. No, I actually could. I think that's not a fit that I had thought about until you mentioned it, but that does make a lot of sense. Um, and he does provide that leadership that they're going to be losing. So if they, um, you know, with Justin Turner, if he doesn't come back, they would kind of need that that presence, it seems like, for the model they like to build. Um, anybody. Like anybody. Like Berlin. I mean, Judge seems like he could fit there, honestly, like exactly. with that money that they just exactly. cleared up. I mean, it's – you you freed up money. You have money. Um, they clearly they they clearly aren't afraid to to basically be very very aggressive. Like um, Luke, a guy named Mookie Betts would be an example of that. So that I, I would not be surprised. And they're very, also Ed. They're pretty good about up until the very end, sort of keeping a low profile with these guys. You know. That's very true. I'm just thinking about, um, and obviously this didn't work out for them, but the, that whole Trevor Bauer sweepstakes a Another couple years ago. Though. Right? I mean, that's exactly yeah. that's what I was thinking of, too. Like, th- when they do that, you're like, well, you know, I, you know, that was like a perfect example. Like, and then they go, you know, then they go after a bunch of other guys. And now, like you said, they have money. They have money. I don't know. I mean, that's that's sort of where I sit here, and and I do think that they do a pretty good job of sort of laying the weeds until the very end. Even though you oh you Aaron Judge is linked, it well, okay, we'll see. Well, I will say this: when I do see the Dodgers linked to someone, I believe it. You know, who do you not believe when a team? Because you're asking if the, when there's smoke, smoke there's fire. Because for me, at least, if I see the Red Sox are linked to somebody, I don't believe it for a second. Yeah, well, they're but, linked to them because of exactly what we're talking about, because you do due diligence. I mean, and unfortunately for the Red Sox, you know, I go back to the Schwarber thing last year. I mean, this this play that game of of this go back in terms of what was being reported. We're constantly keeping to contact. We're constantly keeping contact. We're interested. There's an interest, so forth and so on. And then at the end of the day, Schwarber told me at the All-Star game, he really didn't have any contact with them after the lockout, A, and B, that, you know, he didn't say this, but, you know, they fell $41 million short, like, like more than half of what the Phillies gave. So you can have interest, and I do believe you have interest, but what kind of interest are you talking about? Are you – and, Ed, you remember this, like when – the Red Sox or certain teams, if they wanted a guy, they were going to get him. 
you know? So, and we have, you know, a team that we haven't even talked about is the Mariners. The Mariners are crazy. They seem more of like a sort of a trade crazy, but they're also like, in another one, the te- the other team part, the other end of that Teoscar Hernandez deal, the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays are going to sign someone. What do you think, which brings me to Brandon Nemo? What do you think about yeah. him? I mean, that depends on how much you believe those rumors about the Rockies that were coming out that they were going to pay him uh, nine figures. Now, I don't. I think Nimmo makes a lot of sense with the Blue Jays, especially after trading Teoscar Hernandez, fills in that um, that that leadoff role for them, gives them um, a hitter from he's left-handed, I believe, Nimmo, and that's something that they really lack. They let go of um, Robbie Tapia, who was. You know, they're one of their only left-handed hitters. So Nemo would make a ton of sense for them. But then you also have somebody like Andrew Benintendi who might cost less money. And, you know, in theory, he's been a good hitter in the past. He was an all-star this year. He's someone that could fill that role, too. You have – and that that's the thing. There are a lot of options for players, and it depends on whether or not the team is wants to blow them away with an offer versus something that allows them to continue being flexible. Well, what's interesting is that – is that the way the the rhythm of this free the rhythm of this offseason compared to obviously last year? Last year we we talk a lot about oh there's no deadline in the offseason with baseball and last year was awesome right? I mean you had walk it was great it was great like shock and awe like boom 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 guys getting signed all over the place. Do you remember that last night before the lockout started when there were. All of those sightings, there was that 30 minutes before the, the, that Hunter Renfro trade, and then dead silence for like 100 whatever days. And I just remember there was this little slow build. It took about two days for free agency to start up again after. And when it got going, it was like every day was the trade deadline. It was fantastic. Yeah, and I it think was people great. are forgetting that, that. That's not the norm. No, nah, well, it used to be. I mean, it's, I can tell you, you know, we're sitting here in Thanksgiving week. And there was a couple of things that you knew to be true. Number one, that you didn't have to work during Thanksgiving week because all the executives went home. That was understood that no one was working. That's gone. And and then everything was going to be done by Christmas. Well, that's gone. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, when we talk about um, when we talk about the rhythm of this offseason and, you know, it came out all we have to go by right now is the reliever market. That's all we have to go by. The Edwin Diaz, the Suarez. Um, who am I missing? Um, Montero. You know what all those guys have in common, though? They yeah. all re-signed with their teams. Right. Yeah, and it also shows you, okay, they're, the teams value that position, which is a whole maybe a whole other conversation of what teams will be valuing. And there's money to be had. There's money out there. I mean, you don't sign this. And that's, I think, everyone's takeaway. And what will that look like? Well, what that might look like is that, and this might drag out because once agents and players know there's money to be had, they're looking, well, you made this offer. Maybe you can make a little bit better offer. I don't know. So it's crazy, man. Like, it's, I, I, we all want this, like, to wake up every day. And it's maddening because Twitter is, is, and social media is, is every single minute of every day is we're guessing, we're guessing, we're guessing. It's fun conversations. But it also is maddening when there's no real news. Like, it just isn't. 
Yeah, and you're just kind of trying to put it's I feel almost like that meme sometimes, the one, uh, the always sunny in Philadelphia one where he's got all like the different lines hung up and everything. And sometimes when I'm looking at some of these rumors, I feel like I'm doing that. Like, um, you know, you, you, and you see this a lot with and I hate to go back to the Red Sox with this, but with Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers right now and their negotiations and how, you know, every move they make they're kind of stuck until that situation's resolved. The same thing's true with the Yankees right, um, with Aaron Judge. Yeah, there are a bunch of these big pieces that once they move, the rest of the dominoes start to fall. But until we get to that, it's we've had you know how many Tia players we've had switch teams so far. The only one major one, and that was uh, Tyler Anderson at the qualifying offer deadline signing with the Angels. Other than that, <laughs> another Anderson, Nick Anderson. Went to the Braves and um, Big Fudge Davis, um, who I think finished the season, I want to say with the Twins, but he might have gotten cut. He signed a minor league deal with the Astros. Other than that, nobody switched teams yet. um, Unless you count guys going to Japan. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's, 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 and I know that we're sitting here and still, it's still relatively early, but this, let's compare it again to last year, completely different circumstances, lockout, so forth and so on. But some great examples. I mean, it's a, a great reminder, too, because it kind of feels like we have – maybe it's because we focus so much on 40-man rosters and non-tenders and things like that. But the reality is that there's nothing, nothing for free agency. No, nothing yet, at least. And I mean, the winter meetings are always that – you know, that time when things start to heat up, it seems like. I don't remember the Rule 5 draft feeling like it was this big of a deal until maybe a year ago. It's, you know why? why? Well, I mean, do you, well, why? Why? Well, because guys, because they've had some good examples of it lately. Yep. You know? And also, Ed, like, I think that it's just another example of how everything covering baseball is amplified. It's a good point by you. Like, th- th- you're right. I mean, it's like Rule 5. I, I can rattle off some Rule 5 guys, like, because I've – you know, remember them like from covering them, like Adam Stern and Vaughn Eshelman. You know, Lenny Donardo. He Lenny, was a rule five oh, guy. Forget, oh, listen, my apologies to Lenny Donardo for coming <laughs> out. But it, it's you know, uh, but you you're right. I mean, I think that now we have rankings of rule five guys, and that seems like a no brainer. But I'm telling you, a couple of years ago, it wasn't a thing. And another example is of everything amping up is. The GM meetings. So the GM meetings, I was talking with uh, about this. Is, actually, I was talking with uh, Heim Bloom about this. We had an event and said it used to be not long ago. They didn't give out press credentials for the GM meetings. You just like walked in the hotel lobby and there were the agents and there were the GMs and there was a smattering of media and and anyone could talk to anybody, and it was really, really loose. Now, you understood that nothing was going to probably get done, but still, it was a great opportunity to talk to everybody. And then you get to the winter meetings, and everything is formal, and the GMs don't come out of their rooms. The agents are hard. Or you have to chase them down in hallways. It's a whole lot different. But it, the GM meetings now are covered like the winter meetings because there's so much interest to them. Let me ask you though: Do you think that that's good for baseball? That oh, yeah. that it's more that it's I guess everything's amplified. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that it's. This is one of the things that 
it, it's yeah, it's a bigger conversation, but you know, we talk about social media. We talk about all the things that you tweet about, that I tweet about, that we consume when, the minute that we wake up every day. It's exhausting sometimes. I'm not going to lie to you. It's like, oh my goodness, like, can we take a breath here? It's like almost like Sundays, you win your football. Like, okay, that's where everyone stands down for two seconds. But, you know, we had the Isdrubal Cabrera. Uh, you know, I call it the Drupal Cabrera obstacle course where, you know, he levels the guy after, after he, you know, he, he was pimping his home run. And, and, and Ed, like, how many places did we see that? How many different comments? That was the winter ball. I mean, and that leads to like, well, you're covering the winter ball. You're covering Arizona Fall League more. All of it. So to answer your question, yeah, because you, it's top of mind for people. And and I've and I've said this. I think that off season can be just as powerful business wise as the regular season, just in a different way. And I and the people like who are well, football writers or NBA writers or anything. Oh no no baseball no. Are you kidding me? This is what we're talking. What did we just talk about for X amount of time? What will we talk about? It's easy. It's a layup. People love it. And, and, and we could have done a whole podcast on his dribble Cabrera laying the guy out, which I kind of want to do right now. <laughs> but to, so to answer, well, do you do you think that? I mean, do you think that it's good for baseball? You know, I think overall, yeah, I do think that. I do think that remove I get because, like you're saying, with um, like press credentials and everything, I think removing the access from the fans isn't always a good thing. I think, like, I go to a lot of minor league games. And it's just a different vibe than being at a, an MLB game. You're much closer to the player. Every seat in the house is a good one. You feel like you're more part of the action. Whereas with MLB, it's just a little more robotic almost. The, the stole's been removed to an extent. Not that it's been when you say, when pulled you out, say but there's remove, a distance. When you say re- remove the access from the fans, what do you mean? Um, I just mean being closer to it, being closer to the players, being able to actually really get an autograph at the game. Isn't that what we're doing, though? Isn't that what MLB has done more than ever? Or you think? To do? I just I think going to Fenway and not being able to like walk around through like the aisles to see it from a slightly different angle and then move to another part of it. I see it more as that kind of thing where you're kind of just restricted and kept it more of a distance. Yeah, uh, but that doesn't happen in my well, league games. I'll say this: is that you know I think that the what what baseball has been allowed to is under. So this comes back to when we started the conversation. When when I asked you like, is baseball isn't boring, and you talked about you know the 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 ability to talk about things, right? And then something happens. So when we were doing this book. And, you know, and Joe Kelly interviews Manfred and Manfred says, not even close. You can debate a lot of things, but the best, the best thing, the best sporting event to go to is a baseball game. And obviously that's self-serving for him, but I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong for the reasons that you're talking about, because when you go to the other ones, it's instantly boom, boom, boom. You're not. You're not, it's not socializing. They're not doing all this other stuff. Yeah, you have to have some patience. But I think in this world, we need more patience. But what I'm saying is that with baseball, through social media, through some of the other stuff, through some of the conversations, through some of the videos, 
through things like the Savannah Bananas, like things like, you know, there's so much that is in a game and going to a game. There's so much in a game. And a lot of times when I was growing up, it was, hey, you're just going to have to take my word for it. The guy, you know, he just, he chugged like 10 beers and then, and then, you know, uh, whatever, did something. You're just going to have to take my word. Now we have video of it. Now we have the video of of the guy, you know, when Xander Bogus hits the home run, the guy pouring beer on his face. Now we have the video of the Savannah bit. Like it, before we didn't have the, the bananas. We didn't have all this this fun. And, and, and a lot of this is minor league stuff. I mean, think about it, Ed. Like we didn't have minor league videos. Like we can actually – it's not just word of mouth anymore. It's the guy in the 500-foot home run or making the insane catch. If someone does that in the minor leagues – even with the crappy lights in the stadium, we can see it. So there you go. That's yeah. Awesome. No, in that in that regard, in the in, in, through the lens of social media, completely agree. The game is more accessible than ever before. Hmm. No argument there. I just wish that you know, like they the players didn't seem so. Well, you're talking about. You're talking about. So I'm I'm gonna try to figure this out. Yeah. So you go to a major league game at X Park. You you want the players to be more accessible to the fans. You want to be more accessible to the. I mean, I don't even know. Like, do you want to like go to the first base coaching box and hang out or what else? I mean, sure, that sounds fun. But you know, you know, you just you go to the dugout. You you know, you don't feel like there's there's going to be a security team if you try to get an autograph from a player. No, you well, know? that's what I think you get at, and it's a good point. And Brett Phillips said this to me, and I thought he's like, I have a way, and it was so he was so definitive when he said this. He's like, I have a way of growing the game by fifty percent. So go, well, what is that? He's like, every player spend ten minutes every day signing autographs. I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't argue. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah, something like that. Just make the play. Give the fans a personal connection to the player, you know? Yeah. Other than the, and that's another problem too, Ed, and I know that we've got a free agency. It's all right. It's like it's a good <laughs> conversation. But another another thing is, is you know, in, in covering these, these athletes, the problem, and I think it's getting a little bit better, but the problem in the last, say, five years has been, where the players want to control the message on their on their terms. They want to control the message on Instagram, you know, their brands. And and talking to them as a reporter, it sometimes it's a tough nut to crack. Now, I do think, I do think Ed, and you tell me if you've noticed any difference, I don't know, but I do think that the players are understanding that showing their personality is more important than ever. And not just on their term, not just on Instagram, their Instagram accounts. I don't know if you feel that way or not. You know, I haven't seen it as much at the MLB level, but I can tell you at AAA, it's it's an interactive experience. Like I definitely didn't see growing up. You'll see guys in left field playing catch with uh, with kids in the stands. You'll see them in between pitches yelling something out to them like left hand Xbox, right hand PlayStation. They'll actually respond to it and do this for. The whole inning. And it's like, I just think if, you know, if Franchi Cordero played catch with me when I was 10 years old or Greg Allen played catch with me 
you know, just during a game. I, I That's a memory that I never forget, that whatever team they were on would have the, my loyalty for the rest of my life. That's how you build the connection with the fans. And I think that comes back to what Phillips is saying. It's not wrong. Like, think about, like, if you get an autograph from somebody, a kid, like, that's that's it. That's it. That's your favorite player. That's the And, by the way, that's a player you're going to follow for the next 10 years. So anyway, let's 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 wrap this up. This this punctuate this by saying, of all the free agents, as we storm into free agency, of all the free agents, which one is the most interesting to you? Which one intrigues you the most? It's not maybe not necessarily getting the most money, but intrigues you the most about this is a guy that could uh, end up somewhere that I didn't think, get a contract that I didn't think might have a breakout year, it's being viewed different. I don't know, it intrigues you for one reason or the other. Oh man, that is that is such a good question. Um it could be it could be number 50. I don't know. Yeah, I mean there are there are there are just a lot of different names and a lot I can tell you from the non-tenders who I think is really interesting that just got added to it and that's um Jorge Alfaro. Yeah. Um who was he's a catcher who uh just got non-tendered by the Padres. And the reason he's interesting for me is that he's a catcher who can hit. He's not even 30 yet. He's he's turning 30 this season. But you don't see a lot of offensive catchers going onto the market. And his defense isn't so, you know, it's not like Gary Sanchez where it's like he's a catcher. Like, he's a real catcher. Somebody like that could end up a starter somewhere, kind of, and really surprise people. And also, pretty, and also, by the way, a a really good pedigree in terms of, like, when he was coming up. He was supposed to be something, you know? Yeah, and I was really surprised to see him non-tendered because it's not like he didn't hit this year. I mean, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't anything that was going to, that's going to blow you away. But for a catcher, he was fine. So I was, I seeing somebody like that suddenly become available. Um, that That's something that interests me. I mean, there are the, there are the big game name guys too, obviously. Your Trey Turners, your Aaron Judges. But that's that's one to look out for for recent people. I think um, I mean the catching position in general. Wilson Contreras is somebody that's pretty interesting to me. Um, and I know I rated him a lot higher than other people did. I believe he's fifth on my list just because you know the next best catcher is is Christian Vasquez, who's perfectly fine catcher, but nobody you know nobody's going to look at him and say there's a perennial all star. You don't see guys like that at the catching position become available very often. Um, oh, and, and, this, and it's also it's interesting because you know at least one team, the St. Louis Cardinals, you say, okay, that guy they, they are in the market for a catcher. And, you know, and and maybe, you know, a lot of teams just don't want to allocate a lot of resources to it. But I like the O'Farrell one so much so that that is officially going to be the baseballs and boring Ed Hand, um, pick the click, Jorge Alfaro. Guess where El Jorge Alfaro lands and what contract that he gets, and you win an Ed Hand T-shirt. An Ed Hand T-shirt. Well, I mean the T-shirt, like basically, I'm gonna give you a bunch of T-shirts and then you can cycle them out, and I'll, or I'll just send them and say this: this is an autographed uh, Ed Hand T-shirt. Or I'll print my face on it, so it'll say baseball isn't boring. We'll just have my smiling face underneath it. That's the Ed Hand shirt. That's it. Listen, it's people love T-shirts. I love that one. Uh, but you win a prize. It's, it's your pick to click. That's the one. All right? Okay? D- dig, in, dig in on the Jorge Alfaro car. You are the Jorge Alfaro expert from here on in. Every episode, we're going to check on Jorge Alfaro. Hopefully, he doesn't sign tomorrow. <laughs> so... 
Uh, but hey, hey, great job with everything. I, I really look forward to our future conversations and thanks for all your expertise and hard work. And um, uh, yeah, just thanks for everything. Look forward to it. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, looking forward to it as well. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.